Modern Stone Age fam. So fast. Sounds like Christmas. It does. Have a gay old time. Can I actually throw a little bit of a curveball in for this episode? Please do it. As a little surprise. Yeah. So this episode comes out on the six year anniversary of EP one's release. Oh, oh my God. Wow. No shit. Yeah. That's so pretty I thought that would be cool to talk about for a little bit. Looking back six years ago, six EP one came out today. Damn. Oh my God. So we're just learning that EP one of Queen Herbie came out six years ago. Holy shit. Oh my God. Wait, six years ago. Yeah. Where oh, was wow. I? No, Who was in I? some ways it feels true. In other ways, it feels like the time flew by. Like in some ways I feel like, no, that was six years. Think about how much I've been through in six years. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, okay, bitch, that's. It kind of feels like 10 sometimes. You're right. It either feels like 10 or it also feels like three. Oh, that was no time at all. Yeah. Somehow Mm. it feels like both, but Time is funny like that. Are you able to uh, tap back into like when you're writing the songs for EP1 and Mm. do you remember that feeling? Were you, what was that? Was that pure excitement? Mm. Yeah. Heavy, heavy inspiration. Mm. A lot of, lot of, it was also a little bit of fear too, because we had, it was a, you know, completely branching off into something totally fucking new and being like, here you go, slapping shit against the wall. Let's see what happens. But I I hadn't really produced anything before. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you were like, my name's different. JK, LOL. You know what I mean? I was like, "Mm, I went back to dark hair and here's my glasses. Yeah. Oh yeah. We did glasses. We did a lot of, um, it was a lot of, uh, that good, innocent childlike energy for me because I realize that I had never like been fully myself yet. Mm-hmm. Like I had like Carmen was kind of, you know, like the retro hairstyle Parts and like, of it. the quirkiness right. of Flavors. it. But as soon as we signed with a label and we had like our team got so big, it was like, and I'm a people pleaser on top of it. I was like, Oh shit, I'm not that girl. That was right. never me. So I was just becoming aware of the fact that I could dial in my own shit. Mm-hmm. And we took a trip to the Gucci store on edibles and it was like yeah. life changing. <laughs> It was wow, life changing. Oh, it Yo, really was. It really was. That was it. I came home and I wrote Gucci in like five minutes. Yep. That was the first Queen Herbie song ever written. It's on EP one. Those of you that are that's listening are like, one. wait, shit. And that one, that's that's how we found you, yeah. wasn't it? Uh, yeah. That's you, how we you found were covering Alex. it. Yeah. Oh my God, yes. Missy, here we go. Uh that's when we played it for our buddy Steve. That's how we met Alex. Pompano His boy Puff. band at the time yeah. covered Gucci. Isn't yeah, that yeah. so dope? Yeah. That yeah. is fucking tight. And then by wifey, you were in the in music the, video yeah. shoot, like helping. <laughs> and were. we were like, we got, keep this kid around. Yeah. That's when we knew Alex was going to stay around because we were doing way too fucking much on a shoot like yeah. we always fucking do. And he and has just you, you, positive uh, attitude, can-do attitude. Well, you just got it done. Yeah. You got it. You, you fucking, you know, you, you made lists and knew how to organize oh, yeah. time and like, you know, made sure we stayed on schedule. It was fun That's too. incredibly important. So you're so telling me that was six years ago? Six years That's ago. That's insane. Six years ago. God, how old was I back then? <laughs> I can't even count that far. <laughs> you know I don't do math. <laughs> 30 what? That's, you would have been 31? 31. Wow. What, we were just getting out then? of our Saturn return too. I just started walking. That's what it, that's what it was. Oh, yeah, that's probably what it was. Yeah, damn. Saturn when Return, for people who don't know, comes every 30 years and it fucks your shit up and then you're totally different yes. afterwards. Yes, if you don't know about Saturn Return and you're like in your late 20s, like you might want to Google it, sis. <laughs> it's worth it. It's worth it. It's like, okay, this is what's happening. It's not necessarily a bad thing. It's no, a, no, no, totally. For me, it's, it's like a good thing. I love transforming. It's change, I feel like. Yeah, that At least was for, you know, massive, massive change for us. Yeah, which is super uncomfortable. And we were like moving. Made. We moved, had just moved to a new place too. We had moved our living uh quarters we got a new place remember we live in quarters <laughs> and we'd started recording we were like okay we're gonna set up the studio in the living room and just have it be the whole fucking house oh yeah yeah totally you're right it, what are you're we right. doing trying to like go to recording studios it's a waste of money and time because yeah, we our first spot in la we built this beautiful studio recording studio with like <laughs> and then amy custom realized sound reinforcement and yeah. we, we made like six songs in there and we were like this sucks <laughs> I loved it. I like the set. They like this cut. Space. They cut a hole in the wall and put glass in there oh, for yeah, it to no, be for like a live room. Use it, it like three so times. Silly of us. But you, you fucking hate it. You were like, you hated the process I'm of like, like having to like set up and be creative. You were oh. more like you were more flying. I was the like, wall. I need to be in my living room. What we realized is we were making the best shit 
when it felt more casual. So yes. I would be in the next room and the door was open, yeah. just banging away on something. And then you'd be like literally fucking loading the dishwasher it and took come us, up with an idea. It took us so long to figure out our best like layout for how we work. Yeah. And we had to release all these beliefs and fears. Like we spent a fortune making a recording studio and we found out that wasn't what we wanted. <laughs> that's such a great example for this podcast. Oh, that is a great example for this podcast. Cause yeah. that's exactly like, cause that's what everybody tells you to do. That's is how you, uh, do the thing, right? You make yeah. a studio. And this was also too, at a time, home recording equipment has changed so much, so drastically. No, over like the even last... six to 10 years ago, it wasn't really, it wasn't like it is now normal to have a studio in your house. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but and when we say we have a studio in our house, like Alex has seen it, it's literally like a, a box with a couple of things in there and then yeah. like a computer. Yeah. So I had somebody <laughs> make it like a portable one just in case, because we don't want to feel like we're, we're tied down anywhere. Right. So it was all made to fit in this big fucking, what are the, what are the, um, Pelican Pelican. Yeah. Okay. So it's all, it's like the super hard cases. So it's all yeah. made to be able to like break down and fit in there and just take it on the plane or whatever. Oh, we did one more after that. After we got the new place, we moved into the new house and we were like, let's get a studio desk. Oh yeah. Studio we spent desk. like a fortune getting a, a custom deck. It was like okay. a spaceship because otherwise like the shit I have, we now were still is a holding fucking, on to, but it gets sometimes it's sometimes I get the studio desk. Because you can put everything right there. And you can access it all. Easily. Right oh, now I got to fucking bend over and like change the gain on the whatever. And the computer true, is, that's is right true. In, in front of my... It's fine. Look, it's not a big deal, it's, kids. But it's, it's how far you can refine your process. You can, totally can. But the thing with those desks is they're beautiful, whatever. They are so big. So big. <laughs> and so fucking heavy. I was like, where did my living room go? And now it's yeah. just, this is a recording studio. They are fucking... They look... Make every room look small. They do. But do you remember uh, feeling as because you said you didn't produce anything really before this? Did you remember feeling like imposter syndrome or like I remember back in six years ago, I was like so um, cautious, even though yeah. I was embracing and, and being bold in my choices creatively and, and aesthetically too. like my look. This is where I started claiming like my look, which has evolved over time to this short <laughs> Lord Farquaad hair. <laughs> But I was also like being pretty, I was pretty uptight. I was pretty like, I wasn't sharing my whole personality. I was a little scared and like traumatized from the Carmen experience. Yeah. And so I was like, wait, what if I am this moody, like Wednesday Adams bitch for a second? And it's just funny because today when I make music, I'm like unhinged. I just say and do whatever I want. And most of it's pretty positive and joyful. I think back then I was trying to be like more of a moody R&B girl. Yeah, yeah, totally. And it, it, my healing of the traumas and stuff has actually led to me making more happy shit. Mm-hmm. And that's probably the, the biggest change I see from... Speaking of which, the CDs of these first EPs are available. We just printed these gorgeous things. Oh my God, so pretty. I worked with this... One of the artists in our community, our House of Herbie community, made me into girl groups. So each of the nine original EPs is now on three discs. And there's this trio of Queen Herbies on the front that you have to see. Um, so queenherbie.com for that. Yeah. So happy anniversary, really, to Queen Herbie. Thank happy you. Happy anniversary, oh, Queen yes. Herbie. Really wow. the birth of you. That really was the birth of me. I mean, it was technically January of that year I announced. Right. Carmen is dead. I did. Yeah, or, but you like, didn't have I, anything I, out. I posted I feel something like this, on. I feel like the summer. The OG Carmen fans know, because I, I had posted pr- prior to that, like, That's hey, right. yeah, I'm June. moving on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm moving on. <laughs> <laughs> we are back. Your favorite podcast, House of Herbie, your safe space for self-discovery and bad bitchery. I'm Queen Herbie. Of course, you know, sitting next to me is Jedi Nick. We have podcast Alice on the ones and twos. And today I want to talk to you about... What does that mean? <laughs> on the ones and twos? When you say somebody's on I the ones and twos, what is why that? are you twisting know. nipples? What is that? <laughs> it makes me think of knobs. Like, oh, oh it's ones knobs. and twos. Got it, got it. Why it did probably, I think it was nipples? Oh, it is a DJ term. Oh, right? the ones and deck, twos, you have deck one and deck two. Is that what it is? It's a fucking it music might be term. That. I don't fucking know this shit. There's a lot of things that you could divide into ones and twos because I'm thinking now... Like, is it binary? Claps, Oh, no, like that's zero and ones. Oh, right. Yes. We got Alex and the zeros and the ones. Is it a dance move? No, I bet you it's DJ Dex. Yeah. It probably correct, is. Correct us if we're wrong. I, I, my initial thought was nipples. Okay. Well, speaking of those early days, I bought some DJ decks back then thinking that I was going to be Queen Herbie, the DJ singing DJ. 
And that definitely Which lasted. Which is still not a terrible That's idea. another example cool. of going down the rabbit hole and being like, no, bitch, I don't want to DJ. <laughs> oh, we should do that again. You want to DJ? Content. <laughs> Jesus. Everything now is about like, can you make content out of it? Yeah, basically. Um, but yeah, that would be nice. So that's not a terrible idea. So look, hold on. We set up the, you know, we say, we get the DJ tracks. You have to remix. You got to, you know, get a different Make a different track, yep. right? And then wrap your verses over it. Yeah, well, that was the goal back then. But this Let's is, do it now. You want to do it Scrap now? Scrap the podcast. Right. We're well, getting it going at Guitar Center. What you don't need to do is spend a fortune on building a studio. You can just get, D, you don't have to get the DJ decks yeah. that I had to get the ones that were gold, which are like massive. <laughs> like there was no reason for that. You can get now for like $150, like little decks to learn on. Um, so this is a really great example of what I want to talk about today, which is how to figure out who you are, because I think there's been a lot of friends and, and, and acquaintances this last couple months that have asked Nick and I like, Hey, what am I doing? Like, how do you know? Right. And all of our conversations, they didn't start like that, but our conversations would eventually evolve into, well, how do you know who you, how do you figure out who you are? How do you figure out who you are? The main thing that we, we have been talking, uh, with people about is, Ends up always at, well, what do you want? Right. Or who are you? Do you know who you are and do you know what you want? And they like, nobody knows really. And it's, it's when we tell them, like, we understand this is a loaded question and it changes. The answer will probably change. Yeah. And lately people ask me this question and I kind of force an answer out. What's your answer right now? My answer right now is I am Queen Herbie, the biggest artist in the world, uh, lyrical genius healer and designer creating a new world of peace balance joy and safety with a team of visionary craft masters and i'm nick <laughs> that's the that's the that's what i say to myself every day and that has evolved a lot even since six mm-hmm. years ago i had like this whole other thing in mind yeah so it's like um affirmations are really cool for this if if that helps you sort of like fake it till you make it and attract it to yourself Um, but then sometimes I'll just blurt out an answer. Like I help people find the courage to transform and live their best life. Sometimes it's that simple. Yeah. I would say that's pretty fucking, that's pretty true too. But this has taken years, babes. Like if you're listening to this and you're like, wow, I don't, (laughs) I don't wake up in the morning chanting my thing. Um, this episode is for you because we have done it so much to, to where now we're not delicate. We just, like observe ourselves and we have so much compassion and compassion for ourselves that we can just continue to evolve and share the process with you. We're so comfortable with it. There's nothing to be embarrassed about. Yeah. Yeah. At that's the, point. that's kind of the first thing that comes up when you ask people, well, who are you? They don't know who they are. They're like embarrassed. Yeah. Cause it's that's scary. Like kind of ridiculous. It's also really um, powerful to admit that too, you know, to be like, no, it's like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who I am. <laughs> I don't know. And we're about to get into why, because there's reasons, right? Yeah. So this this episode is about how to figure out who the fuck you are. And it's kind of about reinvention, which I love that word. Um, so let's dive into it. So I guess the, the only thing, if you're going to tune out of this episode in the next 20 seconds, the only thing you need to know is you are your own maker. So my my thought is that people don't know who they are because they haven't spent enough time focused on it. Okay. Right. You could just be unconscious and just do what other people want you to do in your whole life. You get comfortable and you get locked in and then you can't bust out of those things. So it's it's just easier to do what your family wants you to do. And then some people don't do what their family wants them to do. They just rebel entirely. And that's not necessarily who you are either. That's just a, you see what I'm saying? That's just like response from the. Yeah. So it's funny for a long time. I thought, well, if I'm like this naughty, like punk you know, rebel girl, that's going to save me. And that's not who I am at all either. It's just something, it was a response from like my upbringing, right? Which was like somewhat religious. Right. Um, so you do still have to, you still end up with the same question. Like who, who am I? Who am I after all that shit? Um, uh, my internet's research said that obviously from infants were put in boxes that give us identities too. So it's kind of impossible. Life is impossible already because you're born and you can't use any of your limbs or eat or shit by yourself. And as soon as you're old enough to show some personality, people label you. You're like, put you're like, Oh, she's the pretty one. She's the dumb one. She's the sporty one, whatever. I was the, what were you? 
That's a good question. What one was? Oh, uh, what was Nick? I Nick, was the trombone one. You always had a sense of humor, though. Yeah, it was probably the clown. You were always the clown. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. 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 I was like, but the, like you know, I was the artsy girl for sure. You were the artsy girl. Yeah, uh, I could see that. Necessarily the best at anything, but I was really into the arts. Ah. Yeah. So people, I remember people in my school were always like, "She's just doing, you know, more art." One of those. We need your art, by the way. Reminder. What were you labeled as, Alex? I was always the helpful one. Oh, oh God. Teacher's pet. Ultimate. Yeah. Oh, man. Ultimate. People pleaser 101. Yeah. And so it's funny because like those uh, definitions continue to define us mentally. Like we just go through our life. And if, if Alex is like, I'm the helpful one, he's always going to be attached to that, like needing to help or wanting to help. And it might not necessarily be who you are had you been given a different one. So it's, this is why it's so important to dive in and question these things. And we're going to get into how to do that. Um, because yeah, I thought I was the artsy girl too. And then I was like, no, I'm very much commercial. I don't want to be like an artist, like suffering and like not making a living from it. Right. I'm always going to be striving. Yeah. I'm a hustler. I do enjoy the game of reaching the masses, but on your terms on my turn. So here we go. You do have, but you do have terms about that. So isn't that interesting? Even just this brief conversation is already defined who I am so much. It's clarification. And I want everybody who's listening to have the same ability. Yeah. This is so, this is going to make your quality of life so much better. Mm -hmm. Um, my big thing is like, it's, it is, it can be stressful, but it's also like really fun. If you start to figure, look at yourself as, as like, it's like, oh, okay, well, I never really thought about oh, shit. What thinking would, about myself. What would Nick Noonan wear? The fuck do I want to do? If he would, Who the fuck am I? Yeah. Well, it is like, it, it, instead of looking at it as, as if it, or maybe you don't, if it's stressful or scary, like, no, nah, it's, it's actually like, what if it was really fun? Yes. That was kind of a look of dread in our friends' faces when we spoke to them about this. And then I was like, <laughs> no, 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 bitch. Congratulations. You have like one of life's most valuable adventures ahead of you. You yeah. get to figure out who you are. That's like my favorite part. It's still a fucking, it can be a belly flop in the beginning though. You it's, know what I mean? It is painful, but that's just because of those programs. Yeah. Um, so we're about to give you some tips um, because in reality, if we can get you to express your your unique gifts, that's actually the best contribution you can make to society. Uh, and it gives you your healthiest life too. So it's obviously all the articles I was like, I was reading is like, it's healthy to figure out who you are. No fucking what kidding. <laughs> Yeah, we know. Um, but my theory is that that if you are questioning who you are still and it's and it's scary for you, I don't think you have enough BDE. I think it's like this. You're too modest, right? Sure, sure, sure. Or sure. distracted or stressed or all of the above. Distracted, to, probably. It's like if, if you don't know what you want, it's like also overwhelming, right? So you're, yeah. you're, you're not like you don't have that self-confidence and like that selfishness that you need to focus on you, which is totally understandable. And then, yeah, it's, it's overwhelming because there's so many options. No, there are. Once you open this door, babe, I know it's the double doors. It's a little bit. It's double doors. doors. And all the rainbows just start pouring and you're like, holy shit. Oh my God. Who let the rainbows out? I am a rainbow. Oh my God. We took the acid. (laughs) I knew it. And then what everybody always says, all the articles and like all the memes were like, know thyself. It's like, okay, God, is is it time for the eye roll? (laughs) We're doing it. We're doing it. No, but it's, it's true because it's all still, yeah. Were you going to keep going? Knowing who you are is the beginning of all wisdom. Beginning who the thing is. It's the beginning of all wisdom. (laughs) It's annoying. I just want to roll my eyes all the time, but it's true. You're always, and that's the crazy part is that you're, because then you're, that's how you're going to make any of your decisions. That's how you're going to, you know, all of your whole frame of every, it's you're finding out your values. How right? do you feel fulfilled and, you know, at the end yeah. of the day and at the end of your life is based on this shit. Yeah. That's crazy. And can I just tell you though, like, take your time. This is a guy we've talked about a few times, Gary Vee. If you guys don't know who he is, check his shit out because he is huge on this. Like, go fuck up. Go fail. Go figure your shit out. Yeah, we have go episodes fucking, on failure go, too. You go need it. try things, especially when you're young and everybody is pretty fucking young, even if you feel like you're not. <laughs> yeah. All right. We have more time than you think you do, I yes, think. Yes. We, well, in, in some ways. <laughs> <laughs> always try to, I guess it's courage over fear. You know what I mean? I'm always kind of the guy that's like, take the plunge, <laughs> see what happens. You know, I don't know. Let's take some. Uh, Let's take some roofies and go to the airport and see where we wake up. So we, I don't know. I don't know. Let's see what happens. So everybody that I talk to that's like, okay, Queen, well, how do I find out who I am? 
the gag is there is actually no arrival point to where you're like, I found it. I found who I am. You're constantly going to be evolving and growing and changing. And the world around you is doing the same thing. So it's kind of a lie that people are like, and as soon as you find yourself like, bitch, it's an ongoing process. So if it's not about figuring out who you are once and for all, it's an ongoing practice and ritual. Yeah. Fuck. So I so I decided that we we I can share like the queen my queen ritual for like how I figure out who I am on a regular basis because it's, it's something you have to continue doing. Um, you didn't sign up for a one track life, and what's cool that I've noticed is things reveal themselves to me on my journey that like I wasn't ready for six years ago. You know, there's shit happening now that I'm like, oh damn, this is so beautiful how it's unfolding. So there's a bit of trust. That goes into this too. Another thing to know about this is that reinventing yourself is not difficult. I think a lot of people are like, oh, I need to like quit my job and go to an ashram and meditate. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not true. Yeah. You can literally do this. Like you, you can get yourself on the path to creating the life you want, like in really simple steps. Okay. What are those? So the way that I go about my ritual is kind of like a, just a few steps. I, I love to set up a space um, like a physical space, like a witch's altar, like a witchy little area. Like where's the best part of your home energetically? Have you ever like closed your eyes and walked around and be like, I really love this corner. I really love the Northwestern corner. Stubbing toes and shit. You know, or like I, I've moved my desk around so many times. You because, move your desk around because the direction, the look it up on Feng Shui. It's like which direction your desk faces yeah. like attracts different energies. Should I move? I, I don't move my fucking you things know, ever. You are so Capricorn. Except maybe the, the fucking, the, what is it called? The pile of clothes in the corner that moves. But that, that's no, it. that kind of stays in the same. He he doesn't, <laughs> doesn't move anything. Move I, meanwhile, I'm you know I'm the the change queen. Yeah, but it's it's important to set up a space and like put on the music you like and set out a journal. And some of you I know like to clean and organize. Like really like get your take a shower first. Like set up. Like I really want you to flirt with this process. You need to flirt with the universe because this is this can be the most rewarding thing you do in your life. And so setting up a space, like get that pillow on Amazon and like, you know, sit on it. The one with the dicks. Get the dick pillow. Get the dick pillow. <laughs> what are you waiting for? <laughs> now available at queenherbie.com. Oh my God, no. Actually, we might. Let's make those. Um, so once you sit down in your safe space and you have this beautiful clean space, it smells good and it sounds even better. You're going to say, what did I like to do as an eight-year-old? <laughs> you remember this episode we talked about this on one of the early oh, yeah, yeah. episodes i i've seen so much great feedback from this so many people were like queen i made a list of what i like to do when i was eight and i was doing some of it and other things i'm gonna do this weekend and i'm like nice. thank you it actually does fucking work and it's such a cut and dry way to be like shit am i in alignment with kind of my joy so also make a list of what you do in your spare time because this is going to help then point out like oh i do you know, I do try to squeeze these things in and, and maybe consider like, if you don't have a lot of spare time, what are you spending your time on? Somebody said that this week, they were like, happiness is like the gap between what you're doing and what you'd rather be doing. Wow. <laughs> I was That'd like, be damn. good for last week. Right. Oops. Missed it. <laughs> See, we're learning in real time on how. Oh my God. Um, so uh, there was somebody I was speaking to, like that somebody that I sort of have been mentoring and I asked them like, um, what do you do in your spare time? And they were like, oh, I listen to, I, I watch anime and drag content. They were like, I waste my time. I waste my life like watching anime and drag content, like all nonchalant like that. And I was like, babe, 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 slow down. You should be doing things in anime and drag content. Mm -hmm. Like that's your joy. Yeah. Don't deny Those yourself to full industries. Now that's full industries where on house of Herbie, we could literally coach you on how to start a business or figure out a way to or make a living into from that. that world. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man. It just, it kind of broke my heart. And I think that they, after that conversation, they, they kind of like grabbed life by the balls a little bit more. Oh, yeah, but you, Cause it's, if but you can't even be proud of what you love to do, that's just a great starting point. Let's start there. Yeah. So you now made your list and you're in your safe and clean space. Um, you're now going to visualize your ideal self. So for me, I have this big book of like blank paper and I draw like pictures of myself in the future, like my hair color, cut, fashion, um, you know, what I might want to make and sell in my store. Like I really draw pictures 
like cartoony ass pictures and like write words. I got some of those um, pens, those like Japanese pens. I forget what they're called, but they're all different colors. No, they're like the ink pen, inky pens that are man. Inky guy? No. Inky guy. Inky guy. That would be a good pen company. Start it. Somebody. (laughs) We just come out with (laughs) different company (sighs) ideas and force people to make them. They all fail after two weeks. All of them. So you're now you're doodling and drawing and maybe some of you like to do mood boards and maybe some of you like to do journals and there's you just have to get it out. She's in there. You just got to get it out. So um, another thing to keep in mind is this is not for anyone else. Right. Mm -hmm. This is just for you. So if you have to burn it after, I mean, that would be sad. You could probably find a safe place to store it, you know, and then examine like, why do you feel worried that someone might find it? What's that about? Interesting. Yeah. Just to get curious about it. It's like, wow, I really don't want people to know that I want to be a mermaid. It's like, but why? That's wonderful. I told you not to tell anybody. Yeah. So we're here to remind you that whatever it is, is wonderful. Um, the next step is to fearlessly try new things that call to you. So if you wrote down, I want to be a mermaid, I want to do this. You got to figure out like, what's your next step? What, how can I get into the game in some way? Maybe it's like connecting with somebody who's a mermaid on Instagram or like getting a mermaid tail. You can now purchase those on like Etsy and they actually, they're waterproof. You can like swim in pools and you're like, I got to find out which pools allow me to wear a mermaid tail. And you got to figure out like, do I want to change my hair color to like fit this fantasy? Do I need to get waterproof makeup? There's a lot of things. Those details. You're taking you. steps and it's fearless steps. Like you were saying earlier, you got to be like, I'm just going to do it. And keep in mind the worst out possible outcome is that you find out that you're not good at it. Yeah. You find out that it's not for you. Yeah. Which literally means nothing except keep going. Well, it actually, that's the only way for me to find out what I do want is to check off the list of things that I, I know I don't want. Honestly. So true. It's so true. And I like, I know a lot of people think that there's going to be, and maybe some other people have different approaches to it or whatever, but every fucking enlightened spiritual book that I read... <laughs> They're all saying the same thing. They're all saying the same thing too. They're like, yeah, I mean, you have to, there's two, there's like your 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 soul or you, right? I, whatever the fuck it is, and then your body. So they describe it as like your inner purpose and your outer purpose. And most people have, their inner purposes are the same for the most part, like, you know, become a better person and, you know, only operate from love and mm. unconditional love and peace or whatever, right? But your outer purpose, everybody has vastly different. You know, we still have to find jobs or, you know, be part of society or maybe not. You know, maybe that's part of your experience too, but you have to still be kind of like a person with a body that you got to maintain. Yeah. So it's like trying to always bring those two things close together as you can. Mm. And that's how you start to feel like satisfaction from at least what you do. You know, so as you start to figure out who you are, then you can try to align those things too. Or if you feel like you don't know who you are, maybe those are very far away. Interesting. Right now. That might be it. But that's how a lot of them describe it. It's like there's there's the body and then there's the imprint, you know, the actual you who's going to who's going to go on. The body and the soul. Body and the soul. Body and soul. Favorite piano song. Is that is that song called? Oh, heart and soul. Oh, soul. I was like body and soul. Too many syllables, Nick. Body, uh, my soul. Well, I love how you said that. And, and uh, on one of Oprah's articles, there's a writer called Anne Lamott who said another way to approach figuring out who you are is to gently stop being who we aren't. Right. Isn't that so sweet? Yeah. It's an elegant way of saying it. Yeah. Gently stop being who we aren't. Yeah. I love that because you do, it has to be compassion. I think that's the key. Even thinking back, this is such a perfect day to talk about this because going back to EP1, like I was just like being really gentle with myself and trying to pull her out because she was scared in that box that she had been put in. (laughs) That's really all it was. Yeah. Damn. That is so wild. That's a good point. Yeah. The same writer was like, here's how I became myself. Mess, failure, mistakes, disappointments, and extensive reading, limbo, indecision, setbacks, addiction, public embarrassment, and endless conversations with my best women friends, the loss of people with whom I could not live, the loss of pets that left me reeling, dizzying betrayals, but much greater loyalty and overall choosing my motto. So life. Yeah. (laughs) Period. But that's, I mean, you can't cheat. That's kind of why we're here it I is think, right it this is, is not the fucking this is not the gag so now you're doing fearlessly new things and you're finding out some of them you're good at 
And surprisingly, some of them you aren't, and that's okay. And we move on because there's just we've discovered things about ourselves. We are now literally in the process of finding out who we are. The next step is to go to new places. What I noticed about this one is like when I get my ass out the house or go somewhere weird and that makes me uncomfortable. Which is so hard to do, by the way. It is hard to do when you're cozy like us. But the universe. I like getting out. You do. I know. And every time you come back from going out and you're like, babe, I just have so many ideas. I was like, wow. So many ideas. It's really how this is really. Does anybody else come home from social events and go, babe, I just had so many realizations and ideas (laughs) like this is who we are. You know, this is our shit. Um, But sometimes the universe does speak to you when you demonstrate that you're looking for input. Yeah. So you're like, okay, universe, I'm going to go out and talk to strangers tonight and like be in a different world. Like the, the other night I went to this spiritual women's, it was actually a beautiful event called Enchanted Loft. And it was all these healer women, like in a circle and like going around and using their gifts to heal. So some of them were like doing acupuncture, some were doing Reiki. And it was like all in real time, a whole like healing circle happening. And I was like, damn, I have never been to something quite like it. It was really beautiful. And I was like, sounds like some hippie shit. It was some rad hippie shit. (laughs) And I was so impressed. And I, I found all the, the practitioners on Instagram later and just thanked them because I was like magical. I should probably share the link for their next event because they do it monthly. The enchanted loft. Yeah. That's cool. It's pretty dope. So the next step is pretty, I I guess I skipped over it a little bit, but it's notice when you find out that you're good at something and claim it. So what I noticed too, is a lot of these babes will go out and be like, yeah, well I did the anime and I did the drag, uh, the drag event or whatever. And I noticed I was bad at a bunch of stuff, but like you got to look at the thing that you were like, but I was really good at doing my own makeup. Mm. And then you have to sort of like claim it, like make it a part of your identity. This is like how the change literally happens because if you don't acknowledge, Oh damn, I found out I was good at making the outfit or I was good at, I'm actually really good at drawing and I just met an animator and I think I'm going to get this new software. Like you have to be like, and now I'm becoming an animator, right? So you have to claim it. So that's the key. Um, I have a little goodie for you guys this week. Pretty excited oh. about this. I spent some time making a little printout, a little print buddy for the, for the House of Herbie podcast page. Well, we got you a worksheet? I get a worksheet. Oh my God. It's pretty lit because it's one. I don't want you to print any more than do one. Do we have pa- a printer? Yes. We do? Yes. Can you believe it? It's not a good Hardly. one. It's just like a black and white printer. I really don't fuck around with printers. Is it on the phone? Do phones print yet? Print, you can Alex, add print. find out if phones print. <laughs> so if you're interested in printing the House of Herbie core values uh, sheet, this is kind of dope because I really needed this at the, those early days of Queen Herbie. Yeah. Because I didn't know what I stood for. Like, it do, it's a, this is a very deep one, y'all. But that's why I was like, let's make a printout. Because you print it out and you just circle the words that give you a tingle like in your titties you you like oh i really no i really do love courage more than like being cool right so there's but some people really want to be cool and they don't want to like necessarily be about courage so there's there's 200 some words on there if you print it out and then when you're done you narrow that down to like the top five and then i left up a spot in the bottom for you to like write those words big and then you know do doodles on it if you want to do some doodles like me but figuring out what your core values are and these change too but right now that just gives you something else to anchor to that you're like oh i do i love anime and drag content and i give a fuck about courage activism and this so then you're like oh i got goosebumps just now you're combining what you're realizing about yourself with something like palpable that you could then say oh i'm gonna I'm getting closer to an idea where I could like make a business out of this or make this something that I do in my spare time for reals yeah. or just become a hobbyist or start a community of people. So like did you, you had no idea you could rap, right? No idea. Yeah. So and at the time, like maybe it wasn't still, there was still so much more you had to learn about it. <laughs> well, because you know why? Because I was in a box that was labeled really professionally. That was like, she's a singer. Right. And this was, I was still like, you know, good Christian girl from Nebraska. Like I was uh, really far away from oh, being. Oh, totally. But that's what makes it 
it almost feels like pulling on the thread. Yeah. You know, on the shirt because you could unravel the whole fucking thing. It's, <laughs> yeah. That's kind of what it felt like for you. You know what I mean? Definitely. It was, it was, it was like, holy shit. How the I fuck did I end up over very here? Very uncomfortable. And I'm, I'm grateful that I had the courage to tell people the truth. Like in interviews, they were like, oh, so you're a rapper. And I was like, sigh, you don't say that, you know, because I also knew that I had so much to learn, you know? Yeah. And that's a really, it's a really fun thing to do in front of the whole world. Maybe not as fun, but, but a vibe. But you had the facility of it. You know what I mean? You had the instrument for it. You had the talent for it. Yeah. And now that I know so much more about hip hop culture, I'm like, that is not, that's not hip hop. Hip hop is much deeper and much Totally. But as far as the, the actual mechanism that, cause just like the speed thing that you did, the, the right. diction that you have to, the talent you have to have to be able to just do that. Sure. And you know, if we hadn't tried that, we wouldn't know that you could. Right. So you do have to kind of, it's in, it's, it is scary and it's super uncomfortable and, sometimes. And I remember when that, that blew up too, they were like, Oh, it's just a party trick. It's a novelty talent. It's like yeah. a, it's something you just do at a party and it's not going to have any longevity. They said that literally about hip hop too. Yeah. So fuck just that. House party music. Yeah. Fuck that. So just hang on to it. You know, if you do discover that you are good at anime or something like don't let anybody tell you that is novelty. You might just get so into it. And I found out that I was really into, I had always been into poetry. So when I really dug into what hip hop was and the history of it and the culture, I was like, oh damn, this is like one of the most honorable genres of music for me to be participating in. And then I had so much to learn as a white person on top of it. It was just, wow, fast. Still to this day, I get so much from it. So, um, you've now, uh, claimed what it is you're good at. You've acknowledged what you're not good at, right? Cause what you're not and gently becoming less of who we are not is a part of the process. Now I want you to make some art. This was really important for me. I was like, I'm going to make necklaces now. Uh, yeah. You know? Yeah. You have to exactly. Cause you don't want to be, you don't want to be caged in for something either. No, because now you're, you're detaching from an old identity, babe. So you're like becoming this other thing and you're act you're taking action steps now and you're like claiming shit and you're like, Oh, this is who I am. This is a good time to just fuck around with some paint or clay or, um, music or whatever art you want to make. This is a really good time. Look, mm-hmm. we sat down and made Gucci. Totally. Oh, in, yeah, the, in like the, two minutes. Follow the inspiration. Yeah. That's what that that's what I always say. Yeah. But it's true. Follow the fucking inspiration because you've had even in Queen Herbie, even in the last couple of years, you've had wanings with your relationship with music. Oh, <laughs> right. Yes. yes. It's sometimes it's fucking white hot and it's amazing, and other times you're like, uh, what? Like this is terrible. What am I doing? Yeah. You know. So it's like, and it, while you were doing that, you started following the joy. You wanted to make necklaces. You wanted to. You know, whatever, do different things. Try, learn, uh, you know, make some, make an aura spray. Yeah. No, it's a really, that's making art. Cause, and, and when you do this, when you do this, don't judge it. That's the biggest thing. When I was making the aura spray, I was like, oh man, I'm not a chemist. Yeah. I just took like some formulation classes online. I don't know what I'm doing. It was good though. But there's some bitches on YouTube that show you like how to be confident and how to put your personal protection equipment on and like how to do it right. And then I became more and more confident in, in, doing that and I could make a formula that was my own what personal protection like a helmet no no helmet gloves condom? you could do a hairnet but my hair is really short so I don't know you have to put a condom on before you uh, before you make aura spray, make aura spray. <laughs> that is absolutely disgusting never say that again in this that. house because you get fucked yeah so no no perfection allowed in this art phase um, because yeah what well, you're gonna you're gonna pull out more and more details like you might even draw or paint or make music and it might steer you down a whole different road. So yeah. that's why that's my last step and, and, and not judging it and letting go of what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Letting go of outcomes is still hard for me. I'm getting way better at it, but it's still, I got a fucking ways to go on that shit. It's a bitch. It really is. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Cause there are, and you're also the queen of having all of those charts too. Cause you, yes. and, and you're doing them. I so watch you at night. You're always finding some new one. So astrology yeah. was a huge thing that helped us kind of like, uh, at least find the inspiration to learn about who we are. Yeah. And I think that's what everybody loves about it. Cause it's like, Oh, well I'm this, which is, you know, so, you know, it's, it's, you have a, 12, there are so many different angles you can look at it to make yourself 
to realize how unique you are, I guess is what I'm trying to get at. You know what I mean? For sure. Even though there, there's a ton of cancers, there's a ton of Taurus, but there's none of this, this, and this. You know oh, yeah. Mean? And your astrology is like a barcode of your life. It's really yeah. fascinating. That, when you look at it that way, it, it's like everybody wants to learn about themselves or be told like, oh, okay, well, what does it say? Right. And if you notice, like when people are not into astrology... They're Scorpios. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> that is like a joke though that they say. That's it's not necessarily that's true. That's an astrology joke. For no, all I've noticed it from it's from a lot of different people. I won't name names, but it is it's cute because they're like, oh, well, it's not real anyway. It's stupid, and I'm like, well, why wouldn't you just look at it? That's fascinating to me. So yeah, astrology is fun. I'm going to give you one more goodie on this episode. We are going to give you the link in the show notes for this Enneagram test. Do y'all know about this? Mm -mm. You figure out if you're an ENFJ. Okay. This is a personality test that is so helpful. Now they've been using this in like places of business and um, it's, it's really helpful for your mental health because you find out like you more clearly define who you are at this time and you want to retake this test every six to 12 months because you do like change. I've changed my, my number, my code has changed, but you end up with like these four letters. So you have like, ENFJ or INFJ, E or I are uh, extrovert, introvert. Yeah. N is like, oh, shit, I'm not going to remember all this Nick. shit. Nick Noonan or Queen not Herbie. Nick. Yeah, yep. you're going to find out which one of us you are. Yeah. No, it's this is a real scientific yeah, it's like, it's like, <laughs> quiz. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the other one is like judging or percep- perceiving. Judging or like perceiving, that. yeah. That's the J. Oh, and then there's, yeah. This is a great, the link that I'm giving you is a great one because they don't like try to take all your personal information and make there's, you pay for it. And it's, it's, it's funded and well illustrated and it's just super, they have like millions of people's results. So you can find out like what percentage you are of the population. Uh, yeah. Like I was the most unique. Right? <laughs> I took the SHIT test. Okay. <laughs> what did you get? Uh, uh, mine is not. Mine is F U C. Mine came back eggplant emoji. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Great. Shit. <laughs> Hi, Nick Newton. Congratulations. You, come around you often? are a shit dick. And if you got shit that neck. result, I shit would be neck. like, oh, honey, that's so nice. You are yeah, so nice. You are a dick neck. I'm so, a dick neck. I'm so happy for you. A shit neck. Yeah. So that's, that's what, that one's a great one because it's going to force you to just examine who you are at a deeper level and then see if you're, if you're unique. Don't look at me like that. Don't look at me in that tone of voice. I used to be ENFJ, so I'm stu- I'm super judgy. You guys were both ENFJ. I think that's like a religious peas. thing. I haven't taken it in maybe like five years. Oh, yeah, it's time. Same. It's time for an update. Same. I made Alex I don't take know. the- What was I? I was- I, you, were no, you were e- I. ENFP or something. Oh. What was- No, weren't you- You're an introvert, not an extrovert, right? I am more- in, I have 7% more introvert than I have extrovert <sighs> now. I used to be an extrovert, y'all, so it changes. It changes. Changes on you. Changes. You got to retake the test. When I first took the test, it was like a health class at Berkeley, and they printed like a stack of papers for everyone. It was awful. And now this link that we're giving you in the show notes is so lit. I was going to say something wild too. Oh yeah, we were uh, we watched the David Bowie one of the David Bowie docs on HBO. Oh, that was so good. It's really good. It's inspiring. I I've always felt like he's not always like my top top of guy. But it is always interesting to me, and it's always it always puts you in like the super super art, anything goes man kind of mind frame when you watch his stuff, and it's it's just very um, free. Yeah, it's there's not it's kind of like free form, you know what I mean? Yeah, and what I noticed too is like the first thing. I mean, I just didn't follow David Bowie's career that closely, but one of the first things I noticed was like he he dressed in drag. Oh, full. Yeah, full, full blown like every out. night. Yep. And he was like known for it. And yep. it was before it's turned into what it is today. Yeah. Um, but it's it was really fascinating to watch him remake, reimagine himself like every album cycle too. That inspires me a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, his stage shows are very dramatic. Um, he also did everything that we talked about on this episode. Like he would just explore the space. Explore the space. He would just paint or sculpt or move. He said he moved to California because he hated it. And he wanted yeah. to see what it would do to his writing. Yeah. And he never bought a house. Never bought a house because he feel like trapped or he wanted to be able to change his environment. Yeah. Which you feel like a lot. I feel like that works really well if we, you have the means to do it. Yeah. True. 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 It is. Yeah. Prices are getting fucking prices crazy are, out there. Rent prices are crazy in LA right now. Crazy out there. 
Yeah, but you are you're the queen of all the charts and like learning all that shit because like the icky guy one was another that was like a really good. Uh, they're just good workshops. They're you great. Know what I mean? They're super helpful. Let me just remind the babes out there today that there is a like step by step process for figuring out who you are that's available to you. It's just don't be surprised if you are confronted with a lot of feelings about it, like overwhelm of options, um, fears about who you're supposed to be, who you think you are, like um, really doing that work to get past that, even if it means like burning it or hiding it in a locked chest. Like Mm -hmm. I see so many people that are just afraid of themselves. And I'm telling you on the other side of that fear is your fucking dream life. I've done it. I'm continuing to do it. It surprises me sometimes. Like I forget to update my routine and do my ritual to see like, who are you now queen? Cause you see me do it in my art, but like every project every year, I feel like a different evolution of myself. Yeah. And I encourage this behavior. And you're really good at it. It's not, you, you are probably, I, I don't, we'll clarify maybe one of these episodes. We'll just get, we'll do the edibles episode and just talk about each other. Mm. But I, cause you are really, I don't know exactly what it is, but you're just, maybe it's courage. There's something that you have. That's one of my words on the core values printout. Huge balls. You just, that's you not do in the printout. Shit. You're able to be, uh, really, really free. You you have like just no fear of things, or at least you're able to get beyond the fear. Yeah. And I do love, um, what's her name? Robbins. Um, Thank you. Anthony. I was saying Melissa. Mel Robbins um, has this whole theory that she put into place where she just says five, four, three, two, one. And I was like, I remember learning about that technique. Yeah. And I was like, damn, this is brilliant because it's kind of something I, I didn't count down in my head when I was learning to be courageous and to transform all the time. But it is something you have to sort of like, it's something you do when um, you get on stage to perform. That was somebody had a great question about stage fright the other day. And I was like, you literally, it's like jumping into a pool of cold water. Yeah. You just take a breath and you just go. And so what Mel Robbins says is like, also look in the mirror and give yourself a high five. That's like a quick, it's like a quick, silly thing to do that like flips your mental state. But she said when she couldn't get out of the bed, out of bed in the morning, she would say, okay, five, four, three, two, one, and then push yourself. So it's like a mental and a bodily response Mm -hmm. so if you're feeling a lot of fear around figuring out who you are and you're like queen i don't want to do the work my life's easy it's fine no rush that's great too that's also zero problems you guys zero honestly zero problems but we just heard like from so many people this week that were questioning who they are people are just coming over so it's like people are just showing up now kind of being like hey um help yeah it's also a huge transition (laughs) right now with um it's really challenging to be an artist right now. Ooh, speak on it, Nick. Because <laughs> maybe this is a whole separate thing. Why I, is it? I, Why is it so hard? Because you have to do a lot of different jobs. Now, because we didn't have to before. I've heard from like some of my musician friends are like, I didn't sign up to be an influencer. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, it's called marketing. It's good. Well, now you're the marketer. You're, you're all of the things that they used to have five different departments doing. Yeah. And now, you know, you kind of, you know, not that you have to, but it becomes a part of your art, the way that you can f- get it to the people. Yeah. And I guess that is marketing, but it's, and this is something that thank God actually interests me a lot. And we butt heads on a lot is the, the different forms of how to do that. Because it, it is, it can be really, it's just really interesting. It can be, it can be super creative if you're looking at it the right way, but it's also so much time, so much energy yeah. and it's fucking brutal. Yeah. And, um, and you weren't always into it. So I wasn't. Nick, Nick wasn't always like the marketing, like general, no, it, it did change. You became interested because you found out that you were good at it. So that goes back to one of the steps in the process we talked about where it's like, you eventually were like, Oh, I'm kind of a marketing genius and you have to like claim it. And then you can just take the fuck off. Yeah. You know, I, I thought in the beginning, I'm just like such a starter of things. Like at the beginning of Carmen, you are such a starter. I am so I could start anything. Yeah. Like right and now. I'm, I'm not a starter, but I'm You're a, a continuer. I'm a, yeah, I'm a continuer. We need a finisher in this house. That's what we need. Where's <laughs> our finishers at? Gary, <laughs> we need a deal closer in this house. We need a deal closer. Yeah. But that's, that's, um, something I noticed about you is that it's been more recent that you've been into that. Mm, thank you. And that really works out in my favor because I don't, yeah, I'm not interested you, in that as much. Yeah. I, I am still good at it though. 
You're very good at. No, you're really good. This is the thing with you. Like you are good at so many, really good at so many different things. But it's in today's world. And and again, there's nothing wrong. That's if that's what you want to do. That's great. To reach a certain level or a certain audience or a certain whatever in today's world, it is about consistency. Yes. And it's about having it be part of your lifestyle and you just continue doing that thing and you build an audience around that thing because that's what you do and that's who you are. And hopefully it's giving value of some sort because then it will and, have staying power. And if it's exactly, then it'll, it'll hang around longer. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's really interesting that we're talking about like figuring out who we are because I think social media is really difficult place to portray that's, who you that's are what I mean. in, in a real way. Yes. It's and like, have it translate kind of representing who you are at all because it's usually scratches the surface if yeah. at all. That's why I'm super proud that I've found like my community and my tribe through this like woo woo shit mm-hmm. because guys. And you did not know you were a healer. I didn't. Well, I had to claim it. And it didn't come to me really until the pandemic, which is funny. That's that right. awoke in me something else. So again, and I was from, like, "Damn, this is fixing so many of my life problems." Yeah. So I think it's something I can now recommend. And I was I was nervous at first. I didn't know if people would be down for that. Yeah. Yeah. No. I absolutely. I mean, I was nervous, and I wasn't even doing it. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember seeing the reaction of people when you would do it, and I was like, "Well, no, there's there is something here." Even when you're first starting out something new, guys, like seeing the reaction, the passion of the reaction is a indicator that I always look for. Mm. Because it, even if you don't have crazy numbers, it doesn't or you have don't to be have, two thousand comments. Like one no, or two comments that are very passionate is yeah, really a good because sign. that's how you know you're gonna you're you're tapping into something that's really resonating with people, mm-hmm. and that is something that's going to expand you. By sure. just of what you do. You don't, you know, it's self-fulfilling marketing. It is. Yeah, wow. Okay, so we'll talk about, we'll do like being an artist today or marketing your shit online or whatever. We could do a couple of those. What the music business is like or what what it's kind of, what's happening. Right. And we do have some amazing guests that we're trying to line up now. Yeah, let's get some guests. Because look, we've got people that are much more professional at this shit than we are. And they like us. <laughs> And I bribed them to come on the show because I was like, look, we have a community here of beautiful, creative people that want stylish, stylish, gorgeous, stunning, stunning people who we, who we need art from. We need your art as a reminder. So thank you again for tuning into another episode about exactly that. You know, it's funny too. We were just changing the categories that our podcast is under. Like we're in a transformative time. So if you are like thinking queen, I don't know who I am right now. Like who the fuck am I? I've hoped that this episode has been helpful for you and please share it with friends or other creative types. Give us a review. Give us 16 stars, 17 stars. Thank you for listening. We (laughs) love you. We'll see you next time.